0: Wrestling fans, are you ready? This is Tuesday. You people bought a ticket to see me, so shut up. Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. First of all, Dusty Rhodes, I think what you are is a big, ugly, low-class, redneck goose. That's what I think you are. Yeah, I put it. I know I put it. But I'm most of all, the baddest man around in the world today. Follow the show at Wrestling TWT on Twitter and Instagram. But remember, my fireflies. As always, I'll light the way, and all you have to do is let me in. Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. The bottom line is, and all my magnificent, you're gonna be mine. All. Oh. Night. Woo! Here's
1: Jonathan Hood. Welcome in to another edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Follow the show on Twitter and on Instagram at wrestlingtwt. The only pro wrestling show on the sports radio format in Chicago is Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Wherever you download your podcast, as a matter of fact, you can look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, uh, including on YouTube, YouTube YouTube.com. Look for TWT as we've got interviews and conversations you might have missed. Subscribe to the podcast. That way you never miss an episode as we drop every Tuesday at 830 right here on Chicago's Home for Sports ESPN 1000. Our special guest will be Mike Pankow from Windy City Slam. You can follow Mike on Twitter at... Windy City Slam, also add Mike Pankow. He is a guy that's been around the Chicagoland wrestling scene for a long time. He's got a website and a podcast as well for Windy City Slam. We'll talk to him in just a moment. I want to be able to talk first about a couple of tweets that I saw leading into Monday Night Raw last night. So before Monday Night Raw, Maria Kanellis Bennett, who used to work for the WWE, said the WWE doesn't want to build new stars. They want to spike the ratings for a couple of weeks to keep the investors and networks happy. What WWE doesn't seem to get is ratings improve when people care about the story and the stars. Invest in the talent. Spend the time building stars. Stop the laziness. Also, uh, another tweet came in before the show from To Be Miro, and this is a wrestler that was around the WWE for a long time, uh, (laughs) Rusev Day. Rusev was his name, and now he just goes by Miro. He has a Twitch channel and a YouTube channel now. It's it's a pretty entertaining talk show. And Miro says, we want to build new talent, quote-unquote. Shane is back, sums it up. So what he's talking about is Shane McMahon returned to the WWE on Monday Night Raw this past Monday. And it's kind of the same things that we've seen in the past. Instead of being able to build on the talent that the WWE has, they bring back stars from the past. This is why Ric Flair was on Monday Night Raw last night. Shane McMahon coming back. The WWE just had an investor's call, because it's a publicly trade co- traded company, and there's questions about Paul Heyman, there's questions about creative, Vince McMahon mumbled something about how the storylines and creative got to get better for the ratings to go up, because the ratings have not been great, to so the point where last week I was asking you, hey, do you think I should continue on doing this wrestling show on ESPN 1000, or just make it a podcast, and... Uh, We put it to a poll and the majority of you said that you want this show to continue because I didn't want to do a show where only only a few are watching on USA Network or watching on TNT. Uh, It's interesting to see how low the numbers have been. And the reason why the the numbers are low is because of interest. The lack of interest. You would think during a pandemic that more people would be at home watching television. But if the TV shows were interesting from the WWE, then you would think that the numbers would be higher. But that's not the case. And so they're setting up the WWE, setting up their SummerSlam shows. There's going to be Drew McIntyre against Randy Orton, and all those things are true. You had MVP taking on Apollo Crews. Uh, that matchup took place on Raw. There's a, you know, they're setting up their big pay-per-view event, and we don't even know if it's gonna, where it's going to take place just as of yet. But the point is, is that, as Eric Bischoff said, the WWE, because it's so big, it's almost a victim of their own success. And we're going to hear from Eric Bischoff in just a moment because I want you to hear from his own lips, a guy that used to produce SmackDown, that was been with the WWE several times and now just doing his podcast, 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, a victim of their own success. There's good and bad in anything. But if you're a WWE fan, a hard WWE fan, it's no s- different than your favorite sports team, Right? No matter how good or bad, no matter how frustrating or happy a team will make you, it'll always be your team. And I can understand from a WWE fan standpoint, it's kind of like, man, I, you know, this is not the WWE I remember, but somehow, some way, they're going to make it right. And when I'm watching some of these shows, and again, I can't watch three hours of Raw. I'm usually on the air talking to you between, you know, six and nine. So I can't watch all three hours of Raw. But the point is is that when I'm watching this and I'm watching the WWE try to find ways to try to attract an audience, it's, it's difficult. It's a difficult watch. It's not because of the talent in the ring, it's just what they have to deal with. And it doesn't make the WWE bad, it just makes it stagnant. So last night they tried something called Raw Underground, where it kind of looked like pit fighting. And they tried that, and they brought Shane McMahon back. And some of it was... Uh, intriguing, I don't know if this is something they're going to go in for the long haul I just thought it was just kind of odd I, I it's a, a, imagine if you have I don't know, 50 wrestlers and actually have those 50 wrestlers do something interesting in the ring and compelling for you to want to come back next week the WWE just has the same kind of tired formula that they had for a long time and there's the issue with the company but it doesn't mean that it's awful it just means that it's the same And I guess if you just like the same and nothing changes, then I guess that's okay. But I just think that pro wrestling ever since the days of Gorgeous George, you want to be able to have something that's different, something that's interesting, that makes you want to say, boy, that was really good. I can't wait to watch next week. And there's a lot of diehard fans just like their teams that are going to continue to watch even though they might feel like they were not fulfilled at the end of the night. But this is what wrestling has become. Less than 1.8 million people on SmackDown on Fox. Uh, less than that on Raw on the USA Network. Way less than that on NXT. And way less than that for AEW on Turner. Uh, it's it's good, but not great just as of yet. So, But I want you to hear from Eric Bischoff because I thought for someone who was just there in the company and no longer there, he, he makes an interesting point about the state of the WWE. Listen.
0: In, in in a way i think wwe has become a victim of their own success I, I i firmly believe that they're producing so much wrestling just the sheer volume of it and the work that goes into it doesn't provide for a lot of opportunity to engage in creative conversations with talent i've been there i've I was there last summer. I saw it. You know, we talked jokingly about drinking fire from a fire hose. That's what producing television in WWE is because there's so much of it. It's not a knock on anybody. I'm amazed that they're able to crank out the kind of content that they're able to crank out, the sheer volume of it and the quality of it, given the the quantity of it. Um, But it doesn't leave a lot of opportunity for thought and creative creative thought and that's i think what eric is is referring to here uh in in some of those comments and i read them my my, myself the other day i didn't hear the the actual radio show but i did read the transcript um i i can identify with what eric is saying especially from a talent's perspective the the challenge that wwe has is they have a filter And it's been a very successful filter, as I've said many times, but there comes a time when you have to change the creative approach. You have to adapt. You you have to adapt in any business. The business changes, the market changes, the appetite changes, the conditions change, everything changes, nothing ever stays the same. And if you can't A, recognize it and B, be willing to adapt to it, you're, you're heading in the wrong direction. And I, I think because the formula has been so successful for so long in WWE, there is a hesitancy to change the formula or to change the filter. And sometimes it's just necessary. And I think in WWE, you know, they've done so many things right. You know, the Performance Center, not an ideal solution, by the way, because the talent that's working in that Performance Center are not really consistently going out and performing in front of a live crowd they're not having the the, the talent in the performance center don't necessarily get a chance to work with more seasoned talent you know you don't see a guy like randy orton coming in and shooting an angle over at nxt to help elevate some of that talent and get them experience and actually be in the ring working with somebody that's got the kind of pedigree that randy orton has that that opportunity doesn't exist
1: The Eric that Eric Bischoff was talking about was Eric Young, who was on Busted Open on SiriusXM. A victim of their own success. Quite the quote from Eric Young and... Uh, Eric Bischoff responding to that quote. Very, very interesting. All right, coming up, we talk to Mike Pankow and get his thoughts about the state of professional wrestling, the WWE, and also what's happening locally in the Chicagoland area with wrestling. We go to Windy City Slam next Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday, every Tuesday at 8.30 right here on ESPN 1000.
0: This
2: is Under the
0: under the hood podcasts are available now on the all new espn chicago app available on your device now this is espn 1000 chicago's home for sports
1: Welcome back to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Jonathan Hood with you here on ESPN 1000, and the ESPN Chicago app. Every Tuesday at 830, we give you what you're looking for with pro wrestling and sports entertainment. Our special guest from Windy City Slam is Mike Pankow. You could follow Mike on Twitter at Mike Pankow, Pankow, and Check out Windy City Slam as well. Great podcast for all wrestling fans. And Mike joins me here on ESPN 1000. Mike, I appreciate your time.
2: Hey, no problem, Jonathan. Glad to be out with you.
1: I want to get your thoughts. Well, first and foremost, you know, the biggest story in wrestling this week is the rock <laughs> is yeah. the new owner of the XFL. Uh, he and his ex, uh, Danny Garcia and another investor have bought into the XFL. It just, Mike, I just think it's pretty clear now. If we didn't know before, he is just the biggest box office success away from the WWE that we've ever seen.
2: Yes, he is. And it's, uh, Kind of cool to see him dip his toe into football. And as I was talking about on my podcast, which we recorded earlier today with Chris Lanuti, Windy City Slam podcast, uh, we were thinking that, okay, maybe this is a road for the Rock to get into the NFL. Maybe this is a start of maybe, okay, if he could help run the XFL, kind of make it a little bit successful at that level. Okay, maybe he'll get into the NFL. I think maybe that's a nice door to open for
1: The Rock. There's no, there's no doubt, Mike. You think about all the greats that we've ever seen, and them being able to get into Hollywood, do some movies. Um, there's a lot of wrestlers in the past, but nothing like The Rock. The The Rock, number one in Hollywood, and now trying to is now one of the owners of this XFL. Man, it's it's the biggest thing for an ex wrestler that I think that we've ever seen. It really is.
2: Yeah, it gets him out even more into the mainstream. He's like, you're right, he's like the number one guy in Hollywood right now. And if you ask somebody on the street, who is rock or who is Dwayne Johnson, I think 95% of the people are going to know who that is. And it's great for wrestling, too, just because his name is out there. And I think people realize, yeah, this is a guy that used to wrestle. And now he's huge in movies. Now he's in sports. I think it's nothing but great for the business.
1: Go to com to check out the Windy City Slam podcast with Mike Pankow. He joins me, Jonathan Hood, on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. I'm going to ask you about um, two main organizations in wrestling. I'll start you with AEW, as a matter of fact. Um, we, we have been to AEW shows before together. I want to mm-hmm. find out your thoughts on the state of AEW, things that you like and things that you question.
2: Well, I will say this. I, I, I think they're a little paying too much attention to the ratings. I think Tony Khan and Chris Jericho, they're making a big deal about it. Yeah, they're beating NXT, which is supposedly the WWE third brand. Congratulations. Good job, guys. I, I, I love the product. Don't get me wrong. But I think focusing on your competition rather than focusing on the, on the actual product itself, they have to get away from that. I, I think the show itself is a pretty solid show. Cody Rhodes is a great storyteller in terms of a wrestler in the ring. I love John Moxley as the champion. I'm, int- I'm intrigued to see um, if it is MJF that gets the next shot at John Moxley, uh, maybe at All Out coming up uh, in a few weeks. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be in Chicago like it was supposed to be due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think AEW has been great for the business. And the one thing I love about AEW is the Tuesday night AEW Dark show on YouTube. I think it's an opportunity for a lot of younger talents, guys on the indie scene that have come in. We've had guys from the Chicago area come in, like Robert Ego, Anthony, Joe Alonso, Fearless Musa, among others. Captain Sean Dean. They've done some great stuff on that show against talents, maybe people, more notable talents. On the card, like guys like Scorpio Sky or even Brian Cage main appearances on there to, to wrestle some of these guys. So I think AEW does a great, great jumping off point for a lot of guys. The AEW product overall, I'm very pleased with. I think they still have a few things to learn, but I think Cody actually knows what he's doing. Tony Khan, people call him a fanboy and all that. I think he's doing a really, really good job. I, I just think... Um, they just have to stop focusing on, on the ratings war and focus on the product in the ring.
1: How about uh, what is happening with the WWE? You know, my my major issue amongst others, Mike, is that whatever you have in your locker room, you have to build on. Whether you like the talent or not, if you're Vince McMahon and the writers, you have to be able to build on what's in your locker room. Is Here's the equivalent of it, right? The equivalent of it is... Uh, watching wrestling in the 80s and watching Hogan and watching Ric Flair and watching Nick Bockwinkel, whatever the wrestlers were in the 80s. And the announcer's always talking about, well, you know, Hogan's great, but Bruno Sammartino was even better, and here's why. Or Ric Flair being in there, but yet the announcer's talking about Harley Race and Dory Funk. Uh, and, you know, the AWAA, Nick Bockwinkel's great, but boy, Vern was way better. My point is, is that the WWE, with his current, um, the current product right now continues to reflect on its past by giving us shane mcmahon the other night mm-hmm. rick flair all the, the legends and it's like really it's about today it's about 2020 and having people invest in your talent today but they continue every time the wwe is uh losing in the ratings when they have a, a conference call with their investors. They just bring out the legends. And I'm just thinking, man, what about what's in your locker room? Either they're good enough or you have to change it.
2: Yeah, I mean, even Edge, who's brought back this year. I mean, I'm glad to see Edge back. But, yeah, the younger guys are the future. I mean, even I just retweeted something a little while ago on Windy City Slam on Twitter uh, about um, Ali not being a guy that's being pushed. Uh, Mike Bennett actually tweeted out. That he, well, why is he not a top guy? I really like Mustafa Ali, the Chicago kid, um, trained in the area. I think he's got everything that they need. I mean, God, they're street profits. I mean, guys like that. And the women's division is phenomenal. And the, I think the whole WWE roster is still the best overall roster in the world. And how it's being this mismanaged is, is, is kind of bothersome. I mean, it's um kind of crazy. And... Um, You know, I'm glad to see Drew McIntyre get a shot. I mean, it only took him like 10, 11 years to get one. right. (laughs) Right. Other than that, you know, and AJ Styles had to be lifted up by The Undertaker. I mean, AJ on his own merits couldn't actually, you know, kind of be a top guy without having to face The Undertaker. Don't get me wrong, Love Taker, and again, that's going back to the old well, and they've done that with Triple H. They've done that even with Shawn Michaels in Saudi Arabia which I think was crazy. I think that kind of tarnished the whole thing with Ric Flair a number of years ago. Or not Ric Flair, um, the Undertaker, when he lost the retirement match to the Undertaker mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. I mean, I think that was all tarnished because of that, and even Ric Flair's tarnishing himself, going to Impact after he lost to Shawn Michaels. Maybe yeah. that's what I was thinking of earlier. But, yeah, I mean, going back to the well, just way too much. I love nostalgia as much as anybody but there are just so many talents now that they can focus on and make the product better.
1: You know, and I always checking myself, Mike, when I talk about wrestling and talking about these different uh, companies because I never put the blame on the men and women as much as it's just the creative. Because yes. you see, one once you get through uh, the same droning promo that sounds the same like everybody else, once you go through the the comedy that's only for an audience of one and Vince McMahon. You just look at the in-ring product and you go, "Well, you know what? They're doing the best they can despite the creative." It's it's kind of like the '80s, like boy, like all these characters that they had, but it didn't stop the men and women from working hard in the ring. So always give them credit because no matter their creative, they're doing the best they can to try to put on an entertaining product. And so, and sometimes people put a, a cloud over. The talent and that's that's not fair. It's it's really mm-hmm. about what you're given in order for you to be able to get over outside of your in ring product. So that's you know, that's the thing I'm always keeping my eyes on with that.
2: One hundred percent agree with that statement. The talent is awesome and it's not their fault at all. I mean, I think most talents do the, their best to get over in their own way. And sometimes it's just that glass ceiling or whatever a bank creators.
1: What, who is the must-see wrestler for you in 2020, Mike?
2: I tell you, I love Keith Lee. I, uh-huh. and people have asked me this on some other shows as well. I think Keith Lee's got the total package. He's a big guy. He's athletic. He's well-spoken. He just has the look of a guy you can get behind in terms of putting a company on his back. And now he actually has that opportunity in NXT. We had the tease with him on the main roster last year. With uh, or earlier this year, even with, with um, last year's with um, Survivor Series and this year with the Royal Rumble, so I'm thinking Keith Lee is is my guy. I, I love what he can do, and if you have to give me a one B choice, I'm going to throw Adam Cole out there too. I really like what he brings to the table.
1: Yeah, so do I. I want to ask you another question about the Chicago wrestling scene as we talked to Mike Pancow from, uh, from Windy City Slam. You can go to WindyCitySlam.com or check out uh, Windy City Slam, its podcast, wherever you download your podcast, look for Windy City Slam with Mike Pancow. I want to get your thoughts about the Chicago wrestling scene. Um, I know you were telling me off air about Warrior Wrestling. What, how do you assess what is going on locally here with wrestling?
2: There's a lot of great promotions in the Chicago area. They've been kind of been stunted because of the pandemic. Most of them haven't even run a show since February, and that's kind of sad. But, yeah, we have a great scene in the Chicago area, uh, freelance wrestling, freelance underground, Zello Pro, Chicago-style wrestling, uh, Berwin Championship wrestling, just uh, Powell Entertainment, just among the few in this area that, that put on really, really good shows. And now you say Warrior Wrestling. This Friday night, over at Marion Catholic High School, Dave Patillo Field, the football field, Friday Night Lights is the show, and the main event of that show, or one of the main events, is Brian Tillman Jr., who is the Warrior Wrestling Champion, faces Robert Eagle Anthony, who a lot of you may have seen at AEW Dark for the title. He's the number one contender. And in Robert Eagle Anthony's corner, Noel Foley's famous or infamous boyfriend, Frank the Clown.
1: Break <laughs> the clown. <laughs> See that sounds like fun just in itself, but because you just laid out a story there, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yep. That and also be... on
2: that, also on that show, you got Brian Cage and <laughs> Jeff Cobb, which should be amazing. Lance Archer against Sam Adonis. Now, if you don't know who Sam Adonis is, he's Corey Graves' brother, but he's so much more than that. One of the best heels in indie wrestling. Um, he's he's big down in Mexico. He's big in Japan. He's just getting his footing stateside in terms of uh, being a quality wrestler. And the big women's match on the show as well Kylie Ray faces Ray Lynn. Obviously, people know Kylie from Impact Wrestling. And one more match I want to sh- mention before uh, we get going here is the Rascals, Dez, Trey, and Wentz from Impact Wrestling against the sick, high flying trio put together here Alex Zane, Blake Christian, and Benjamin Carter.
1: That sounds that sounds like a good card because yeah, yeah. now you got the mixture of young talent and veterans um, that are the attraction. It's going to be you said Marion,
2: Marion Catholic High School, Chicago Heights. Yes.
1: Wow, that's amazing.
2: That's amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, tell us uh, as we go. Tell us a little bit about uh, Windy City Slam. How if I went to Windy Slam, dot com, what would I find?
2: Well, right now um, I haven't done a lot of stories lately because of the pandemic, but uh, basically it's my coverage of the area scene. Uh, plus AEW, Impact, WWE, companies like that, uh, photo galleries, links to podcasts, um, links to um, all kinds of good stuff and professional wrestling. Plus uh, a link to our podcast, the Windy City Slam podcast, which has been going on for a little over half a year. And Windy City Slam itself is, as a brand is celebrating our two-year anniversary. So we're very, very excited to uh, kind of continue what we're building and try to grow the brand even more.
1: Again, it's at uh, WindyCitySlam.com. And don't forget the podcast for Windy City Slam with Mike Pankow. Mike, I'm glad you spent some time with me, man. Thanks so much for coming on the show. No problem, Jonathan. Have a good night. It's uh, Mike Pankow with us here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. We thank you for being part of the program here on ESPN 1000. Our thanks to Sean Davis on the other side of the glass. Tomorrow, it'll be uh, the baseball show starting at 6 o'clock on Wednesday right after Waddle and Sylvie. And If you don't catch me there, catch me earlier at noon. I'll be on First Take Your Take on ESPN News and
0: ESPN Radio. All right, thanks for checking out Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood.